Hey there, this is Dave Newton from the Mighty Lemon Dops. And you're listening to the New Wave Music Podcast. back to another episode of the new wave music podcast sitting across from me is the one and only steve and sitting across from me is the legendary t-bone hey hi steve legendary wow and as usual i'd like to give a shout out to our uh, listeners in in nottingham england we really appreciate you listening uh, with us and hope you're enjoying the podcast so after a incredible interview with Johnny Vatos, uh, we are going to get back to some album reviews. And so let's start things off uh, with, now, actually, Steve, let me, before I even say that, or say who, um, if I said to you, name a band that had huge initial success in the U.S. on their first album, then basically was not heard from again, yet throughout the world, they were enormous who would you give me as a name? That feels like a trick question. There's just too many. Well, there are, but, but based on what we're doing today, I think you know the answer. Well, I can give you who we're doing, but yes. there's other ones that come to mind as well. Well, I know, but who, you know who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, it would be AHA. It would be AHA, yes. They started off just huge here in the United States and then really didn't do too much after that, uh, They, but they were just big all over the rest of the world. So yeah, AHA is going to be our first album. You will, of course, remember them from such songs as The Living Daylights from the 007 Bond film. Sun Always Shines on TV. And then how could we ever forget their mega hit, Take On Me? So this one is called True North. It was released this year, 2022. It is their 12th studio album. Uh, they've, they've remained fairly consistent on releasing albums. Their last one was Cast in Steel in 2015. And uh, Steve, this album was recorded over three weeks in a studio that was just about 55 miles above the Arctic Circle, which I found really fascinating. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the, a top-of-the-world album. And so this has the three gentlemen that that make the band, and I'm really not going to try to butcher their names. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I know we've got Morton Harkett on uh, vocals, and there's Paul. Uh, I don't I don't know how to pronounce his last name, and then. Mange? Mange? Uh, and, uh, that's the third member. Now, the fourth member on this album, really, is the Arctic Philharmonic Orchestra, which yeah. we will find is going to be a huge element as we go forward. And as we've discussed some of these bands that had initial success specifically in the U.S. and then dropped off, this album debuted number 12 in the U.K. charts. 
And also something I found interesting was this album was also accompanied or they made a movie to accompany it during during recording of the album. Yeah, I, I heard that also. I, I I haven't actually seen that. I'd really like to. No, probably did not show because we're here in the U.S. Yeah, that's probably so. Starting off the album, it opens with the track, I'm In. really enjoyed how this track opens with some soft strings and a guitar. The vocals work perfectly with this song. I love how this track builds up the pace little by little. It works so well. It's a great ballad and a great opening track. Yeah, you know, as a matter of fact, I'd say it's one of my favorite uh, songs on this album. You know, I mentioned orchestration just a moment ago, and that really is a common thread on this album. It opens up this song, and what works so well here is kind of a progressive layering. The orchestra, then Morton's vocals, the drum beat, and finally synths culminate in a rousing, joyous song of acceptance and courage. I I really feel like this is an outstanding uh, song to get this album started. No question. Let's jump to the second track, Hunter in the Hills. This track kicks up a, a bit more with the percussions, but yet also has that use of big band or orchestra that we're, we're going to hear throughout the album. And this one kind of reminded me a lot of ABC's latest album, The Lexicon of Love 2. How it was a big production, spectacular songs and tracks. This one, again, is a great track. I really enjoyed the use of strings and the electric guitar that kind of mixed together that made this track work for me. Yeah, you know, it's funny. You mentioned ABC. I really hadn't thought about that, but you're absolutely right. They used orchestration on their album, and uh, it really does make uh, – it's a nice comparison. Um, You know, Steve – it seems like ages ago, we talked about uh, how you and I often tend to listen to music in a cinematic way. And I think this track is exactly what we were referring to. Uh, the sweeping orchestra re- recreates the music that you'd find in a movie, in particularly something from the 60s due to really some interesting horn work that's used. And I think that's one of the best parts about this song, and maybe the album in general, is is that use of orchestra behind basically a pop rock band. And let's move to track number three, As If... As if the hum of the heavens above murmurs from the afterglow will not be... T-Bone, I gotta admit, this track didn't connect with me like the prior tracks at first. In fact, it, I, I really didn't care for it until about halfway through the track once it kicks into full gear. Uh, this one, again, though, the highlight, as we've already talked about, is that symphony. And the use that they they do with AHA makes it almost like you said, it is a fourth member of AHA in this album. 
Yeah, you know, we definitely change directions uh, and get right into the type of uh, kind of pop rock sound that we're familiar with. Aha, Harkett's vocals are really the highlight on the track. He still has that iconic falsetto, though, of course, it's aged. And, uh, you know, it shows a maturity that uh, I I would have come to expect. Uh, You know, I like how this song uh, kind of quiets in the middle of the track before the orchestra takes it to a new level. Uh, Personally, I found this to be a very emotional song. And that takes us up to the fourth track between the halo and the horn. Steve, you know, I got to be honest with you. I don't have a whole lot of notes for this song, which seems strange because I think this is one of the best songs on the album. Uh, the I do have here in my notes that the orchestra is given the time to shine up front for this track. It's a big, beautiful ballad with kind of a muted beat that's a perfect backbone once the rest of the instruments come in to accompany those strings. And I think that's basically what I just like so much about it. Yeah, with this song, things definitely slow down a bit, if that's possible from the prior tracks. But what you get is some beautiful vocals, some great lyrics, and outstanding musicianship on this track. This one finds a way of just pulling you in. I didn't have a whole lot of notes, but this one I really appreciate and actually really liked on this album. Yeah, I think it's one of the better tracks of the album, for sure. And that takes us up to the fifth track, the title track, True North. You know, Steve, true to the title, you know, North, this song for me started off, I felt like a bit icy to begin with, but then that chorus breaks in and it really shines. Uh, Morton's uh, voice soars, especially during an amazing chorus. I I really like this track quite a bit, uh, especially in relation to some of the other songs that it's followed. Yeah, the title track on this album is also a highlight for me. This is one where the prior tracks might not have been as good, but this one, everyone is is great and on and on point. And again, the musicianship on this track and the album have been up to this point has been nothing short than outstanding. And then we jump into track number six, Bumblebee. On another Well, T-Bone, I was surprised how many albums this year have fe- that we've reviewed and listened to have featured the use of the flute. <laughs> this one uh, almost has like a jazz-like feel to it. This one, again, the use of various instruments will pull you into the song from the, fr- from the percussions to the vocals and, yes, to the flute. Yeah, you know, the flute, I, I, I agree with you. that We have heard of the flute a lot in different albums, and it does make an appearance here. Uh, piano actually opens up this track with some kind of, kind of matching grungy synths, and then the different parts of the orchestra are given a chance to take the spotlight, each adding a different sound, sometimes unexpectedly, but entirely successful. But for me, and you mentioned this on a previous track, the most effective component is how this song builds and builds to an explosion 
explosive ending before everything settles down uh, to end the song. Uh, really nicely structured. And then up uh, next is going to be the seventh track, Forest for the Trees. orchestration as well as a hint of horns match up with guitars that play in the background. This is a pretty powerful song. I, I felt it that it had a very exceptional chorus. Uh, it also has a great driving beat as the song hits its stride, and I love how the strings rev up just as the chorus is starting. One thing I appreciate on this album is where each track feels fresh and not repetitive, and so far this album is doing a great job at that. This is another track that I really enjoyed and said and I've said this throughout the review, but I was a bit blown away by the production and the musicianship on this album. Yeah, that takes us up to the eighth track, Bluest of Blue. Blue, blue as the bluest of hues in the sea as she says on by. True, true, like the truest of true in her eyes as she waves goodbye. Steve, yet again, this is another one of my favorite tracks on the album. There is quite a few on this one that I really, really like. Uh, this one opens up with some simple guitar, uh, working together with those strings to create an overall mood. Midway through, those two uh, are enveloped by giant orchestration that reaches to grand heights. Uh, and again, I have to give credit to Morton's voice, which really enhances this track superbly. And see, T-Bone, here's where we're going to probably disagree a little bit. In, in my opinion, I finally hit a track that I would call skippable. This one just didn't work for me and kind of fell out of place from the rest of the album. The musical styling is what fell out of place for me. At times in the middle of the song, it was kind of getting like a 50 or 60s vibe where the rest of this album is just on a completely different level. Let's jump into track number nine, Make Me Understand. This one starts off slow, but builds to a great beat, use of strings, and the vocals work very well on it. This one turns a bit more electric than most of the tracks on the album, but yet does not feel out of place and works very well. Yeah, you know, this is going to be the fourth of my favorite songs on the album, and, and, and my last of the four. You know, you mentioned how it starts off a little bit slow. I, I actually thought it started off just a bit dull, but then suddenly, almost as without warning, it's in full aha style with an amazing beat and synths poking in and out. And the chorus, I, I think many of the choruses on this album are just phenomenal, but this one in particular, I think it may be some of the best work that these three have ever produced. And that takes us up to the 10th track, You Have What It Takes. So do this for all You have what it takes. You have what it takes. On this one, the band does slow things down uh, at late here on this album track. Uh, it's a much slower, more somber pace. Uh, actually, I think it does give the vocals a little bit stronger effect due to that. 
Yeah, and see this one, I really enjoyed how this ballad starts with kind of a stripped down guitar and simple yet powerful vocals. This one, T-Bone, was, an album, was another album highlight for me. Uh, the use of the strings and the acoustic guitar blend beautifully throughout this track. And let's move to track number 11, Summer Rain. Now what we cannot solve, we can set aside Despite our differences, we're intertwined Time will heal and the hurt subside in the summer T-Bone, this was another song that I really enjoyed. Uh, this one does, the song kind of shifts tones a little bit, but it works very well throughout the song, and I really did enjoy this one. Yeah, and I think you may have liked this one just a little bit more than me. Um, it has some really unusual synths in it that were yeah. my first impression of this song. Uh, they make an odd combination with the other instruments, but fortunately, they aren't the focus of the song. You know, for me, this one was a pleasant enough track, uh, but I would probably say it's the least interesting one for me on a really good album. And that takes us up to the final track, number 12, Oh My Word. Oh my word, when you are down, lift your gaze up from the ground. Sun is rising in the sky. Unlike the rest of the album, some woodwinds get their chance to make an upfront appearance. Uh, this is a far more delicate song to close the album. For me, it felt sort of like a lullaby. The volume closes in to more of a hushed level as sort of a goodbye for the album, which I, I thought was a really nice touch. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. This album closes out with this piano ballad that has some great use of wood instruments, and they blend beautifully into the vocals. And again, like most tracks on the album, it has great use of musical layers. As we often said, this is an album that you should listen to with headphones and just get lost in the journey. Steve, you and I think alike far too much. Uh, you know, yeah, I hate to be repetitious, but it does have to be said again. If you're going to stream or purchase this album, listen to it with headphones. Uh, you know, I got, I got to be completely honest and, and say that initially I didn't have much faith in what I was hearing. I didn't hate it. Uh, I just felt a little bit disinterested. That changed 180 degrees when I started reviewing the album on headphones instead of listening to it on the mediocre car stereo that I have. Um, this is a beautiful album in every respect, vocals to instruments to lyrics. You know, I think if you were never a fan of AHA, maybe they were a little too pop for you. This may be the album that changes your opinion. Uh, there's a true maturity to the guys that shows on this album. Adding that orchestration was a very confident move and just what this album needed. Uh, there seems to be plenty more in these three gentlemen, and I hope it won't be the last of their output. So Steve, this is a, a high recommendation from me, a, a strong one at that. I have a friend who often references albums for each type of season. Like this is a summer album, a fall album. To me, this is a great winter album. Oh, absolutely. One to put on to chill while maybe watching the snow. And it could be because they recorded it close to the Arctic Circle, which I did not know. And you kind of mentioned that you kind of get this icy feel. I believe you said that throughout the review, and that's exactly what the tone of this album gives you. Uh, with the exception of one track, each well, each track flows well together, builds to make it a very enjoyable listening listening experience. This is an album I highly recommend, but it's also one that needs to be played fully, not just picking up a track here or there to appreciate the album. Uh, well, we are in full agreement on that, Steve. I mean, we we may disagree on a song here or there, but yeah, it's almost like, a, I, and I completely agree with you. It's it's kind of like a concept album for winter, you know? I mean, you're absolutely right. Yeah, you could be you could listen to this while be sitting by the fire while it's snowing outside. I mean, it would be the perfect accompaniment for that. 
Well, T-Bone, let's keep the tradition going. It's in between reviews, so let's have some music news. All right, yeah. So we did mention the church's new album, Hypnogog. We just recently got a release of one of the songs off of that album called C'est La Vie. This album will be out February 24th, so I'm imagining that we'll be reviewing it the first part of March. And T-Bone, I was shocked to see something a couple days before this recording. We got a new song from Altered Images. More the better. Not decades for new, new material. It's only been a few months, but they dropped a new single called The Other Side. Well, I hope that that means another album will be uh, in the works. I can hope. That would be fine with me. And then uh, Natalie Merchant, who it doesn't seem like we've heard a lot from recently, is going to be putting on a a pretty big tour. Uh, She said that she will have orchestration with some of the stops, and uh, it does sound pretty interesting. It's going to start off April 15th in Poughkeepsie, New York, and conclude all the way down in September 29th in San Diego. So she's going to be hitting pretty much the whole country. Unfortunately, not where we are, but uh, she's going to be hitting quite a few stops. Take a look on her website so you can check out where those stops are and you can get tickets. And I believe this tour is to kind of kick off her album that's coming out, right? Right. Yeah. No, she has a new album coming out. And, you know, I I really should have looked that up before we started recording this. I don't know when her last one was. It's been a while, hasn't it? It's been a long time. Yeah. But we'll probably uh, have that as a review next year. Wouldn't be surprised. Speaking of surprises, another single that dropped that I was not expecting was a brand new one from Morrissey. Now we know he's questionable, maybe in concert or as a person, but his new single Rebels Without Applause, I actually really enjoyed this one. It kind of really had that Smith vibe. Now, who knows if we're actually going to get a real album out of it. I keep hearing it's on again, off again, just like his tour performances. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, and, and I, 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 we were talking about this before we started recording. I'm not 100% sure if this is off Bonfire of the Teenagers or if it's off an upcoming album that he has because he's already talked about having you know pretty much prepared another album, even though Bonfire of the Teenagers has not been released yet. All right, T-Bone, let's jump back into the reviews. This one I'm actually really excited for. It's a band I've been following for quite some time. We're going to be jumping into the new album from Lightning Seeds. Now, our listeners are probably going to no doubt remember them from such hits as Pure. Just lying smiling in the dark, shooting stars around your heart, dreams come bouncing in your head, pure and simple every time. Now you're crying in your sleep, I wish you'd never learn to weep. Don't sell the dreams you should be keeping, pure and simple every time. Life of Riley.
They just recently, like AHA, released an album back in October of 2022, their seventh studio album, See You in the Stars. And this one peaked at number 16 in the UK and probably didn't even chart here in the US. Oh, it doesn't surprise me whatsoever. I mean, not because the music's not good. It's just, yeah, it's a different world here musically, unfortunately. Yeah. So yeah, Steve, like you mentioned, seventh studio album. This is their first since 2009's Four Winds. So it has been a little while since we've seen some new material from them, and it's more than more than welcome to have some new stuff. Uh, this one, of course, has Ian Broody on vocals and guitars, Martin Campbell on bass, Adele Emmis on keyboards, Jim Sharrock on drums, Riley Brody, who is the son of Ian Brody on rhythm guitar, and Tim Cunningham on sax and clarinet. So let's jump into the album. The first track is called Losing You. I miss you, I love you, you know. I love you, I miss you, don't go. enjoyed this track the use of the backing vocals just added to this track for me and i also like how you get some of the electric guitar mixed halfway through it's not overwhelming but it works perfectly on this song this is a great welcome back to the world of the lightning seeds for me Oh, I could not agree with you more. Right out of the gate, this song starts the album on a great note. The combination of that guitar you mentioned, as well as a fantastic drum beat, works wonderfully together. It's a short song, entirely too short, at only two and a half minutes. Uh, This one could have gone on much longer. But I must say it is a nice lead-in to the next track. Yeah, track number two, Emily Smiles. Here is where the album just takes off. This is easily one of my favorite songs on the album. I love how that hard percussions kick off the track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is one that will be easily stuck in your head for days after listening to it. This is just a track of pure joy. Uh, Steve, you and I are on such a same note with this album so far. This is one of my favorite songs on the album. And a little bit of trivia here for you, Steve. This was co-written by the specials Terry Hall, who also does some guest vocals on it. This song has incredible energy, which makes it one of the highlights of the album. Brody's vocals, along with Hall, are powerful and dynamic. This is just one of the spirited and most exciting songs on this album. I absolutely love this track. And so that leads us up into the third track, Green Eyes. We're all leaves on the wind. It takes us for a ride. But I'm coming home with green eyes. Why do I feel broken from the start? This one has an outstanding use of uh, acoustic guitar, bass and drums to create a dreamy love song now this one uses a synth motif that's very similar to another song of theirs this is that synth motif here in green eyes no one can hear you talking words just wash away on the tide and here is that synth motif in the song pure Now, 
Now, I don't think you can plagiarize yourself, so it's entirely acceptable. I still think it works wonderfully. I, I've always liked that sound from Pure, so I think it's a nice addition to this song. Yeah, and th- this track is just pure comfort, no pun intended. <laughs> like the la- like the latest uh, album we just listened to from Paul Heaton and Jackie Abbott, this is one that is just like revisiting an old friend. So far, I'm three for three on this album and really enjoying the ride that it's taking us on. So that leads us up to the fourth track, Great to Be Alive. Steve, what else can you say? This title says everything about this song. Lightning Seeds have always been a very positive, uh, often uplifting band, and this track is no exception. It has a great use of melody in conjunction with some lush synths, and I absolutely love the chorus. The foolish dreams roll around in my head. The spells and charms heated my heart when it bled. Hold me tight and whisper in my ear, it's great to be alive. Steve, I don't mean to interrupt you there, but that literally gave me goosebumps when I said that. This is just a wonderful song. Yeah, T-Bone, I could not agree with you more on this one. This is an album highlight for me and has become one of my favorite songs, not on the not only on the album, but on as a Lightning Seeds track. I love the lyrics, as you just mentioned. And like I said, an Earlier, this is just another pure joy track. We'll jump into track number five, Sunshine. Things may go bump in the night. The world is dark, but the moon is bright. Here comes the sunshine. Sometimes in my heart, every little thing feels fine. Another album single that came off this album but and yet another album highlight hmm. what else can i say about this song but i lo- i thoroughly enjoyed it it has everything you would expect from lightning seeds great vocals catchy lyrics great melody highly recommend this one yeah you know after loving emily smiles so much i couldn't believe how much i just absolutely fell in love with this song uh, this is a gem of a track Th- this song from the bright sense to the understated guitars as you like to say was pure joy the beat is entirely infectious and the structure of the song is just perfect i found real elation that comes from the joy that that is brought to fruition during the chorus this is just pure pop brilliance and then let's talk about track number six fit for a purpose anyone who has a heart shout it to the moon I really enjoyed how this ballad started off with the perfect use of soft vocals and music to to match it. It does a great job to slowly build, and the use of strings on this track is outstanding. But the lyrics are what the highlight was for me on this track, such as all the devils in our hearts, the the demons inside us, they can't hurt us. Also, the lyrics of, so if you're starting to fall apart when the days are dark, just get out of bed. 
again, this one could just be a perfect follow-up to the song Great to Be Alive. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, you know, the band takes a little bit of a breather for this mid-album track. Uh, it has great instrument instrumentation, but the tempo is slowed down a bit for it. For me, though, that simply gives Brody's vocals time to shine. Uh, later in the track, uh, the pace builds up, and, and it's a wonderful transition between those two. And that leads us into track number seven, Live to Love You. Love, love to love you. This one opens with a fast beat and equally brisk acoustic guitar. But yet, Steve, again, the track title says it all. Uh, you know, one of the nice things about this, uh, I think, is the way that the lyrics are structured. It's very clever, moving around words that ultimately mean the same thing, but really show some wonderful use of romantic wordplay. Yeah, I really enjoyed the mix of, of the percussions and the acoustic guitar that kick off this album. This one, like most of the Lightning Seeds, features some great catchy melodies. This one is no exception. So far, this album has been great, and each track is one I would love to listen to again and again. Let's move to track number eight, Permanent Danger. I really enjoyed the start of this track when the backing vocals just give it that kind of haunting sound to yet go along with the music. I may have jinxed what I said about this album so far about each track I'd like to listen to again and again. Fortunately, this is probably my least favorite track on the album. Um, I feel this one was just a bit out of place on on how the, on the flow and the tone of the rest of the album. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to agree again on this one. You know, it's probably the least interesting song on the album, in my opinion. You know, the funny thing is, though, even though it might be my least favorite. I still enjoyed it. Oh, and absolutely. Yeah. The bar is just so far higher. Right. Absolutely. No, I completely agree with you on that. I think it just shows how good this album yeah. is that a song that eh, it doesn't really quite appeal to you still is a really good song. And track number nine, Walk Another Mile. This album has another hidden gem almost at the end of the album, which would be this song. Again, not only is this an album highlight for me, this is another Lightning Seeds career highlight for me. I really enjoyed the song from the lyrics to the vocals to the musicianship to the catchy chorus. Yeah, no, absolutely. This track uh, has a wonderful combination of all the instruments that coalesce into a great chorus, including some soulful additions that really enhance the song. I also enjoyed the clacking sound that goes along with the drums. It's a small addition, but it really works well to add to the overall beat of the song. And that leads us up to the final track, number 10, See You in the Stars. To the angels smile and laugh along with you Cause I hope they do In this I find Peace of mind See it in the stars 
So the regular album ends with this title track that sums up the unmistakable positivity of this album. Brody's vocals are some of the best on the album in this song and really works well with that chorus's backing vocals. Yeah, T-Bone, again, we're pretty much on the same page on this album. Uh, The review's almost point for point, which is kind of scary. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed how this track, this, I really enjoyed this track to close out the album. Oftentimes we've talked about how a track doesn't really do a good job of closing out the album. This one, it does a great job. The themes and the lyrics fit very well for an end song. My only complaint with this track is I just didn't want this album to end. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Well, you know, and it's kind of funny that you would say that about, uh, about we agree on this album. You know, we've mentioned this before. We don't talk to each other about our reviews before we write them. We really don't even talk much about the albums at all when we're, when we're talking during the weeks. So it's really interesting to come together and see what each feels. And when you, when it matches up with each other, I mean, what can you say? So, that did finish the regular album, right. but there are three more tracks on this album. Uh, they're bonus versions of three sh- songs, shortened adaptations of Emily Smiles, Green Eyes, and Sunshine. And Steve, considering two of those songs are my album favorites for me, uh, they are a fantastic addition. As a matter of fact, I would say that the Emily Smiles edited version here, it has even a stronger beat than the original and is a high point for those additional tracks. Any additional tracks from this album is a high point, but yeah, oh, I agree with you on that. Yeah, and the Sunshine uh, edit also is just brilliant. Yep. I, I absolutely love it. So Steve, you know... Ian Brody is such a talent. Um, You know, he's been the focus behind Lightning Seeds over the past decade. Uh, Some members of the band have come and gone, changing somewhat regularly. He was the one creative member that defines the band. Yeah, and one thing I I was kind of jealous of, I've been seeing a lot of our uh, friends from the overseas or in the UK posting videos of Ian and the Lightning Seeds out on tour right now with Badly Drawn Boy. I love to have that tour hit the U.S. and the States. It's just never going to happen. Yeah. Those of you that get to see it, it looks like it's been a spectacular show. I really enjoyed this album. As I've said a few times throughout this review, it was just nothing short of pure joy. If you're looking for a great album to spin and enjoy, you should pick up this album. It's also one that I will say, if you're not familiar with the Lightning Seeds, you can pick this up and enjoy it as a new fan and get introduced to the band just as you could if you're a diehard fan of the band. Well, big surprise, Steve. As I mentioned a moment ago, I love this album. As we've come out of uh, you know a couple of horrible years, this is the kind of high-spirited, positive work of music that can not only please you with great lyrics, vocals, and instruments, but also bring to a smile to your face and get your toes tapping. I agree with you. I really think that it will appeal to all Lightning Seeds fans, but it is easily an introduction to a band for those that are less familiar. Absolutely. Without question, this one's going to end up in my top 10 of the year, but where it ends up, we'll see. Yes. And speaking of that, in our probably next review episode, we're going to be uh, tackling the new ones from Blamage and the latest two EPs from Billy Idol. But me and T-Bone are also going to share our thoughts on our top 10 albums of that came out during 2022. So that should be a little bit interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't really even thought about it yet on what I'm going to put in there. There have been a lot of great albums here, a, a few duds, but um, a lot of great albums that we've reviewed. And it'll be really interesting to see where you and I put those albums in rank. And so, Steve, just a reminder to all our listeners, you can always catch us on our different uh, social media platforms, whether that be Instagram, Facebook. 
TikTok. Just look up New Wave Music Podcast. And then, of course, uh, you can always email us at newwavemusicpodcast at yahoo.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I think the last thing we want to kind of mention, Steve, once again, is that uh, contest that we're doing. So if you have any albums that were released in the past, oh, five, six, seven years from New Wave core artists, uh, let us know who you think we should review and there will be prizes for uh, some lucky winners. 